WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, slap nut. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hand. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Can I mention that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. You can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. And this is going to be simply glorious! Welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at instagram.com slash mbg1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at wildtalkradio.com, gerwick.net, or rackradioshow.com, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. We're live. With Lobster Head. With Lobster Head! I have not heard this song in so long. Makes me smile, because yes, tomorrow, at least here in the United States, because this is how we roll, March 17th is St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to have a little luck of the Irish, as it were. A little, you want to call it that? A little Irish mixed in with some fun and shenanigans. Because why not? Because why not? It's a Thursday, why not? It's a Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> but we have a lot, a lot planned. We have news, we have notes, NXT, SmackDown, Throwdown, and, and, we just threw a curveball. We have a guest! We do have a guest, because this evening on the show, you'll hear from one third of the Main Street Posse, who has a brand new book, which we'll tell you all about later in the show. Pete Gass will be on the program this evening 
spent some time with him earlier this week during the snowstorm, and we talk his book, we talk Shane O'Mac, and so much more, so that'll happen at the end of the program this evening, so don't don't tune out. He'll be here at some point. Yeah, don't tune out. Rock got some awesome scoops when he talked to him, so we do, we definitely do. listen. It's a great interview. There is a huge scoop during the show, so they, yes. or during the interview, so stay tuned. Yes, and you don't have to hear me do the interview. You get to hear Rock do the interview. Hi, I did an interview. Hi. He did an interview. I have to put over that you did it. I know. I know. I did a thing. Hi. Over here. The producer. I did a thing. See, the producer does do stuff. Once in a while. Once in a while. Just for all those wondering. But we have another surprise, don't we? We have another announcement to make. Um, starting last week. So, but officially starting this week. Our shows, the archives of this show, the Rock Radio Show podcast will be available over at fightbooth.com in their podcast wrestling section so you can check them out there on twitter at fightbooth or at fightboothpw so you'll be able to find our show there so that's cool that's exciting that's Mm -hmm. awesome they're cool people and we're trying to grow they're trying to grow so we're working together to grow yeah if you want to hang out with us if you want to help us grow let us know contact us we are happy to post our web our podcast on your website And we'll plug you on our show. Just like we did for fightbooth.com. And gerwick.net. And wrestling figure photography. Instagram.com slash mbg1211. We are shameless, shameless people. Because that's how we roll. So anyway, I say we jump right into the news brought to you by gerwick.net. Just hit that. Just keep driving that home. And well, we have a lot of news. Brent's been busy this week. But let's start with the Hall of Fame, because I feel like a chunk of our news is the Hall of Fame. So, last week we did not do a full show because somebody had the stomach plague. Not me. Him. But thank you for the well wishes. I appreciate it, everybody. Hold on, hold on. Right? Right? (laughs) Right? Oh, are you okay, Lindsay? Are you okay? How are you feeling, Lindsay? Are you good? I'm fine. How about you? I'm over here curled up in a ball. That was okay. <laughs> He's over there curling up in a ball, dying. <laughs> Everybody's like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm great, but thanks for the well wishes. Okay. Just saying. Anyway, let's get into to the Hall of Fame news. So, first off, it got announced that, well, we have two people going into the Hall of Fame, and that is after a long duration. Rick Rude is finally being inducted to the, into the Hall of Fame. Yay. About time. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat will be the one inducting him. Very exciting. Actually, that's very underwhelming. Steamboat is. There could I'm have been to a, there, put it No, no. No. Rude going in is great. Steamboat being the one doing it. Yeah. But then again, we talked about this Sunday. All his contemporaries aren't with us any longer. So, <laughs> Steamboat is the perfect choice at that point. I still say they missed an opportunity to have Bobby Rude do it. <laughs> you could have had Bobby Rude. Bobby Rude. Rude. Inducts Rick Rude into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and secondly, the Warrior recipient this year will be Eric Legrand, former Rutgers football player. Yep, who got injured and is becoming a motivational speaker. Good, good move on their part. He has a good story to tell, so it's not cancer. Thank God. Hashtag not cancer. And I hate saying that, but it's like the last couple of years has been cancer, and especially after they did Connor, it's just like this huge kick to the feels. It's just like, I just can't take this every year. I can't do this every year. Where they just, you know, absolutely just take your 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 feelings and they just drag them over a bed of nails, and you're just like, oh god, stop it. Because, you know, at some point you can't cry enough about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
So last year was kind of that was kind of the way it was with Connor. No, that was two years ago. Last year with Jordan London, oh. it was still more kicks to the feels. It was still more kicks to the feels, but Connor like actually bled over to last year too, just cause reasons. Yeah, it always always happens that way. And I forgot about Joan London. Sorry, professionalism. Ding. Hey, we talked about it. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, I've had a bad week. So, um, yeah, reasons. Not going to get into that. But on the upturn, we also announced, we also found out that John Cena will be inducting Kurt Angle into the Hall of Fame. Kurt Angle had John Cena's first match on a SmackDown on a Thursday. 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 And now, he'll be inducting him into the Hall of Fame. That's cool. John Cena's the right guy. Yeah, John Cena will give a nice good speech. He'll put Angle over. I'm really looking forward to Kurt's inducting, induction, seeing what he has to say. We're going to get a lot of Kurt Angle coming forward, so the Hall of Fame is going to be the start. Yay. Be warned, people. Kurt's coming back. Be afraid. Be very afraid. It's true. It's damn true. It's damn true. Speaking of John Cena, he's also receiving an award. He's getting the Action Star of the Year Award. Yeah, congratulations to John Cena for that honor. Do we know where he's getting it from? Uh, CinemaCon? 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 Yeah, something like like that. CinemaCon is giving him the award uh, later this year. So, go Cena, go! One last quick note on the Hall of Fame. USA will be airing their one-hour special on the ceremony on April 3rd, directly after Monday Night Raw. So if you don't have the WWE Network and not watching it on the Friday, shame on you if you don't. Because we will be. Um, Are they going to be archiving that? Always do. Okay. Because that's, that's Margarita Friday. Right, right, right. You may not be around for the beginning of it. I may not be around for the beginning of it, but that may be okay. But, yeah, so the Hall of Fame on the, on the WWE Network. So watch it then. But it'll be on the hour version right after Raw on April 3rd. Also, a quick follow-up to a story that we did two weeks ago where we said Jack Swagger had asked for his release. Well, a week later, because, you know... This happened last week and we weren't here. Jack Swagger has been officially granted his release from WWE. It no. took them a week to do it. No, no, see, this is where you're wrong. It happened Monday. So we weren't even going to be on there for it. It happened this past Monday. So, huh. But I, still. Try, still try and take a shot. Oh, he got six. We didn't do a show. So, you know. I didn't say, I'm just saying, you know, two weeks because we weren't here last week. All right, I know what you did. You, don't don't even try. I got you. I, I saw what you did. I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. Anyway, Swags is officially gone from WWE. I can't help it you have a weak stomach. Um, the reason why he was like, oh, on Monday, if you, if you remember while we were gone, Swags was out there busy promoting himself in indie shows. Well, he had bookings that he was trying to get for this past weekend. And you know what they did? They made him miss those shows. So they, they went, nope. They went, nope. So we're going to release you on the Monday after you're done having your bookings. Just saying. That's what yeah. happens when you try to out do things with WWE. They will stick it to you. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm sure they were happy to grant his release, but then it's like you're out there on Sonnen's show basically announcing that you're released before you're actually let go. And then it's, oh, I'm working this show and this show and this show. Like, I get you're a wrestler. I get you got to promote yourself. You want to strike while the iron is hot. You don't do it before you get fired. Make sure the paper is officially done. Yeah. Because otherwise, they will just be like, okay, well, you've asked for it. We're going to grant it. Just, but we're going to grant it in our own sweet time. Exactly. They don't have to grant it right away. They got paperwork to process. Which could take a while. So, good luck, Swags. We'll miss you. Soon to be Impact Wrestling Champion. Probably. In July at anniversary. Probably. Speaking of former champions for Impact Wrestling, Christopher Daniels won 
the ROH Championship at this past weekend? This past Friday at the 15th anniversary show in Las Vegas, Christopher Daniels became the ROH World Champion, which means he's the best in the biz Ines. Three syllables. Three syllables. Yeah, that's the thing he taught us, three syllables, biz Ines. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, his partner, who turned on him dastardly a few weeks prior, helped him become champion. It was a swerve. And he may have broken up the Bullet Club in the process. Maybe. But there's some tension between the Bucks and uh, Adam Cole. Because he may be headed to um, Stanford, Connecticut via via Orlando. So yep. we'll see what happens there. But yes, Christopher Daniels, former multi-time guest of the show, is now the Ring of Honor champion. So super big congratulations to him. Definitely deserved. Definitely well earned. Well done, Mr. Daniels. Again, he is the best in the biz. I miss. Three syllables. Let's do the blame for rents. All right, let's do them. Turn up the sound so we can officially do the injury roundup. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. Brent was busy, so we have Cedric Alexander. Hashtag blame Brent. Who's out with a knee injury and will probably be out for three to five months. That sucks. That really sucks. We have Rusev. Yes, we do. We have Rusev with a shoulder injury that's expected to keep him out two months. Hashtag blame Brent. This one was a really, really scary one, but he's going to be okay, and that's Homna. Hashtag blame Brent. Where he basically took the second rope DDT that what Orton does at the last New Japan event, and he was temporarily paralyzed. He has a severe concussion, I believe. Yeah, and he's slowly regaining function of his limbs and everything like that. He will be okay, but it was a very scary situation. So yeah, so very, very happy he's going to be okay. It's just going to take him a while to get better. So definitely feel better, dude. And last but certainly not least, we have TK Orion. Hashtag blame Brent. Who did a moonsault at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view on Friday and smacked his leg on the guardrail. Broke his leg. Was not a good good situation. So you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy his shirt, which says, I broke TK's leg because he needs the money. So support the man. Buy a shirt after a scary injury. Help brag to your friends that you did, in fact, break TK's leg. Hashtag blame Brent. But with injuries, we have returns. And we had two very exciting returns this past week for WWE. Returning to NXT was Hideo Itami. Yay. So he's back at full strength. He came back at a live event he- and beat up Trent Beretta. No. Who? Loves the Trent Beretta. Trent Beretta works. Ring of Honor now. Um... Oh, what the hell is his name? It was the guy, he beat up the guy who injured him, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head, so this is where you talk about the other one, and I'm going to find the name. So the other one that's super exciting that we've all been waiting for, the man who's not been seen since SummerSlam, the Demon King, Finn Balor, returned at live events this past weekend to knock off some ring rust. There's no word on when he will turn up on WWE television or if he will be on WrestleMania, but he's back and he's working, so he's at least... Fully recovered and in the ring. So, welcome back, Finn Balor. Welcome back, Finn Balor. Um, he was teaming up with Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn to take on the trio of Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and, oh yeah, Triple H. Basically, the ending of Raw, minus Finn. Minus Finn. And or Joe, with Finn. With Finn, yeah. Um, Hideo Tommy delivered the GTS to Riddick Moss in his surprise NXT return. Where did I get Trent Beretta from? I don't know. 
Because I was like, when it, when it said, they're like, oh, it was Riddick Moss. I'm like, who the hell is Riddick Moss? He's not Trent Barretta. Trent works for Ring of Honor, and he was part of the Hardy three-way, Hardy's three-way tag match at the pay-per-view. Uh, okay. So, sorry, Trent. My bad. Hashtag, where's Trent? Hashtag, where's Trent? We're still looking for Trent. Apparently, apparently, in Orlando, was under the mask of Riddick Moss. According to one person. Just saying. Could be. He could be. You never know. Could be a thing. And last but certainly not least, in the news, we have received word that The Rock will be making a return to SNL. He's hosting the season finale on May 20th. There are a lot of people on the internet right now who want to see one thing during that season finale. They want to see The Rock as Barack Obama. And Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump. And them working together. That sort of needs to be a thing. I'd be okay with that. Because <laughs> we know Baldwin's not doing it much longer. But that would be be, be something something to see. But yes, he'll be joining the Five Timers Club when he hosts SNL on May 20th. To probably promote you know the Fast Movie and every other project The Rock has coming up. So that'll be cool. He's always good on that show. And this year, this time around, it won't be the night before WrestleMania like it was for WrestleMania 31, where he flew from Saturday Night Live to WrestleMania. <laughs> that won't be a thing. So yeah, cool. It's awesome. I, I like when the Rock hosts Saturday Night Live. He's entertaining as all hell. He is entertaining as all hell. He really, really is. And yeah, him doing Trump doing or Baldwin doing Trump and The Rock doing Obama. Yes, a really jacked version of Obama. But yes, but he's done it before, and it it. it Oh, it's like to see. It's hilarious. It really, really is. So I can't wait. That, that should be a lot of fun on May 20th. Oh, and for those in the Southeast area, NXT is coming in. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, especially for NXT Atlanta, because I got tickets. Ha <laughs> But yeah, pre-sale was today. Regular tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m., Ticketmaster.com. Ding! Just had to throw it out there, because, you know, I'm very excited. I'm going to NXT. First time. Aha. Anyway, I say we take our first break of the evening, and when we come back, we are going to be doing the SmackDown Throwdown, where, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Rock is in fact the mole. It has been proven. Not the mole. She said it on this show. And I said I was going to call you a mole. You're a mole. So she'll call me a mole after the break. So you'll send the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we'll be right back. What is the greatest Sega video game of all time? CB Radio has decided. Boom shakalaka! He's on fire! It is the Greater Than Great debate heard every Saturday night, midnight-ish Eastern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network.
Tuesday night, step inside the virtual realm with WTR Sims. It's Boots the Asses time! Watch as your favorite WTR personalities battle it out to find out which one truly is the best. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Watch it live Tuesday nights 11.30pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash show or on demand at youtube.com slash show. Tuesday nights will never be the same again with WTR Sims. With WrestleMania fast approaching, we dive into some WrestleMania moments in video game form. Starting March the 19th at noon Eastern, check out youtube.com slash radio show and witness awesome WrestleMania moments. Then, every day leading up to the show of shows, check back at noon Eastern for another WrestleMania moment every single day. Subscribe today to youtube.com slash radio show, so you can witness WrestleMania moments. This is Mr. Money in the Bank, the undisputed future of WWE, Seth Rollins, and you are listening to The Rack on Wild Talk Radio. Right here on WildTalkRadio.com, but to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com/slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout out to everybody listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, and WildTalkRadio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also, our new sponsor. Hello. A welcome and a shout out to them. FightBoothPW.com. FightBooth.com at FightBoothPW on Twitter. Fightboot.com. I'll get it right. I'm sorry. I will probably mess it up a couple times because, you know, adjustment, but <laughs> fightboot.com. Check it out. They're great. Yes. Yes. So, changing the format because, well, we have a special guest later in the show. Rock is going to be talking to Pete Gas about his new book. You want to check it out because he got some exclusives that are epic. We got some scoops. You got some scoops, so you don't want to miss that. But, well, I said we do Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting no more, no more It can't 
cannot wait, I'm sure. Oh crap, do I have like two weeks worth of tweets? I have like two weeks worth of tweets, oh my god. Because somebody wasn't here last week and we got it, jeez, alright. I have to get all the way to the bottom of my tweets. God, alright, got it, you know, alright, I wasn't here last week, we did two shows, well, yada yada yada. I got it. I missed this one from before Valentine's Day, but Noam Dar tweeted at Jericho after the Festival of Friendship, need a new best friend. <laughs> so, Dale Ryman tweeted Seamus, Shizaro section signs, and he said shitastic. And then we see a picture of Seamus in the cryotherapy thing, which I don't quite understand. He's literally freezing. And he goes, cryotherapy, like sunbeds, but for gingers. Getting some much-needed body recovery at Chill Therapy in Tampa. Johnny Gargano, hashtag NXT Youngstown. I spent a lot of time in the Youngstown-Warren area. I actually went to WWE Live event there back in 2006. Unfortunately, I missed half of the show waiting in line at the merch stand trying to buy a DX shirt. The moral of the story, get your DIY shirts early tonight, guys. Smiley face. Shameless. WWEshop.com. Bill Goldberg. Boarding the flight to Milwaukee. Clock's ticking Kevin Owens, and Kevin replies, So cool! Are you pre-boarding with the people that need more time to get down the jet bridge? Be careful not to trip! See you tomorrow! Kevin Owens, If this couldn't stop me from winning a a Mario Kart 8 tournament against a 9-year-old child, do you honestly think Goldberg has a chance? And it's a picture of him with his dog and his cat. His cat is laying on his chest, his dog is in his lap, and he's got the steering wheel in his hands. Oh, wait, that's just Ryan Reynolds, but never mind. Okay. Kevin Owens, Judging by those ringside chairs, it appears it I will be the only one sitting on Goldberg's face tonight at WWE Fastlane. And oh. it's a picture of the Fastlane chairs with Goldberg's face on it. One. Chuck Taylor. Kevin, you gotta choose your words more carefully, man. This is gonna end in fanfiction for sure. Kevin replies, I stand by my tweet. Two, three. And Big E replies with a disgusted face and Owens goes, that's right. Because, yes, I just rated Owens' Twitter. Owens, I'll, sm- I'll smart Goldberg, I'll uh, Russell Goldberg, I'll do whatever I want with Goldberg. I'm leaving Milwaukee still Universal Champion. Four. Leaves class, replies, no, you're not. And he goes, oh! And Goldberg replies, idiot. Five. <laughs> you could stop counting. And Owens goes, how eloquent, how well-spoken, how witty. Six. And in a shock to everybody, broken Matt Hardy. Yes. Brother Nero and I have already deleted the title reign of the club's, bucks, the club's Bucks of Youth. We see your gold, Gallows and Anderson. Gallows replies, all you're going to do is see nerd. Raw creative humor. Raw is in Chicago. Bet you'll never guess what they chant, or bet you'll never guess what they what chant they'll be screaming all night long. Hashtag Raw tonight. I actually thought about this, and instead of CM Punk, what if everybody started chanting DIY? That will never happen. But it would be cool. No, what would be cooler is... Rack, 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 rack. Never happened. That would be cooler. It would be cooler. Just saying. It would be cooler. Cesaro tweeted a picture of him and Seamus, which Cesaro in his gold jacket, and it's and it says Cesaro is the pot of gold that Seamus has been looking for. And Seamus replies, Elvis called. He said, keep the jacket. No. WWE creative humor. You didn't make a tag match? Teddy Long moments before bursting into tears, player. Hashtag raw. WWE creative humor. How is Goldberg sweating this much just standing there? That That, that can't be healthy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not the only one. That was nasty. WWE creative humor. These men are now brawling all over spilled coffee. Eh, it's been done. Jericho. WWE creative humor. Big dog Roman Reigns versus big dog The Undertaker. Kennel from hell. WrestleMania. New York Times tweeted, breaking news, the South Korean court has removed President Park Gyun Hee from office. I hope I said his name right. Probably didn't. Chris Chris Molini replies, dear South Korea, how? 
asking for a country. Johnny Gargano. Just a 29-year-old dude laying in bed watching a replay of the Kids' Choice Awards. No big deal. Samoa Joe. Trust me. We're, we are going to get it all figured out right now. And it's a picture of him in a leather jacket and one of the messenger boy little caps. And Kevin Owens replies, today, or no, he didn't reply. He did reply. Sorry. You know when I told you, look at Sammy's stupid hat during his entrance last night, and I didn't realize you just, you had one just like it. And Joe replies, where do you think I got it? Because, you know. You know. Kevin Owens, today I either get my ass kicked really badly or die trying to beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Probably both. Come and see. WWE at the Garden. Seven. Johnny Gargano. John Cena's the man. Yeah, I'm buzzing off the Kids' Choice Awards, but he's legit the definition of a role model in and out of the ring. Tretty Locks, speaking of Trent Beretta. See, you found him. I found him. He was on your Twitter the entire time. You're pissing me off, John. Johnny Gargano replies, I don't like the man you've become. Greg. Is that it? No, hold on. I have to get them all in order. Hold on. Oh, Because it's an entire conversation. Oh, Jesus. As she's doing that, this is the rock right here live on the Wild Talk Radio Network where Lindsay steals my tweets. I always steal your tweets. You just have to get used to it. I, I am used to it. I'm just filling time as you were trying to get that done. Anyway, Sexy Chucky T took a shot and Johnny Gargano replied, I want Dustin to be hired because I'm a nice person and like seeing my friend succeed. I think Chuck T, or that's Cole Cabana. Is that Cole Cabana? No, that's Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor took a shot and basically said he wanted Johnny to be fired. Of course. But I, but I can't. I can't find the tweet. And then Trent Beretta replies, Jesus Christ, dude, I didn't even see this one. And it's Johnny Gargano tweeting, John Cena's the man. And then Johnny Gargano replies to Trent Beretta with the gif of John Cena appearing through his own picture. Gargano is a Cena fanboy. He's such a Cena fanboy. It's adorable. I did not realize I had that many tweets. I'm sorry, y'all. You had to be subjected. And she talks about me having a a number. I had two tweets worth of tweets. She she complains when I have a number. Just saying. Well, you have less now. How clearly I do. <laughs> Are you done now? I'm done. I'm done reading aloud. WWE creative, ma- creative-ish. Every match is equally important here on Fastlane, Michael Cole. Also, Santa Claus is real. David Gunnar feels like Austin Aries is going to keep ramming his... Okay, the package thing will be over-tweeted, but it's also very Aries. Pro Wrestling done that change a little bit country. Daniel's a little bit rock and roll. WWE creative-ish. Get, get our new DVD, The Best of Goldberg 2017. It's 78, 78 seconds of the finest sports entertainment you've ever seen. Hashtag merch. Fake sports are breaking. Tony Romo has announced that he will visit several teams. Several teams, local hospitals, and doctors to ensure he gets the best care. Fake sports are after to be traded to Browns. Brock Osweiler has officially retired from football. David Lacano tweeted, Dear NFL, I am available to be signed for in free agency. Please call my attorney, Joseph Park, with any offers. 18th year on the market. Joseph Park replied, Got an offer from the Browns. The real EC3 will be so excited. Offers for one year, $1 million. $5 guaranteed. Rob Schaumacher. Daniels is one of the very best people I've met in wrestling. Very, very happy for him. Daniels replied, Thank you, Rob. Please let me know when you need me to pose for my championship portrait. I kind of want a championship portrait now. That's all. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of want a championship portrait. Bubba Ray, congrats, Face Daniels. You've come a long way since f- the fish market street fight. Wait, that was Curry Man, not you. My bad. Great job, though. Not sports in the Midwest region. Number one, Kansas 16 got 8A9. Nice and easy walk to the final four. They better not blow it. If you can figure out the bracket numbers there. Um, TNA Creative. WWE really Tom Phillips Bailey. They've continued found new ways to fuck their faces. See what they did there? Rusev, maybe the Titus O'Neil needs surgery as well. Kevin Hart, man, 
It's all types of shit falling from the sky. It's hail, sleet, snow, fingernails, baby feet, peppermints. This shit is ridiculous. EC3. Only Moose is answering my text, so I will interact with you on this social media platform for the next few minutes if you want. Um, <laughs> someone re- asked the question, what do you think the owl's name should be? EC3 replied, Clara Lynch. Daniels replied, don't do that. If she thinks no one likes her, she'll quit unexpectedly. Oh, Jesus. Mike Semperivi. If my timeline is right, it's Sheena Mac versus Rachel Maddow at Mania because Orton burned down Trump's taxes and Hannity declared jihad after after AJ got fired. Uh, someone named Jason Sheffield is the, the city of England, not Manchester, but hey, you, you tried, sort of, at Corey Graves. Corey Graves, yeah, I watched that one. I knew I'd been to the steel city there, but my memory betrayed me. Oops. And Scott Armstrong replied, Wait, you're human? I'm done. WWE Universe, even if you can handle this, Jack Gallagher definitely can. If you can't handle this, Gentleman Jack definitely can, and that's a gif of them dancing together, which is just weird. Adam Pierce replied, Somehow this made me smile smile huge and want to hit the ring with with uh, Fit Finley. Fit Finley replied, We should have. Someone named Addy goes... To face Daniels, Christopher Daniels says, Curry man, been in contact with you to congratulate you on becoming ROH World Cha- ROH Champion of the World? Nope. Just another reason we have heat. And Michelle Beale tweeted, Eating, quote-unquote, salad today. Don't forget, salad is in quotes. That's the, a very important thing. Covers a lot of different things. I'm eating pizza. That's Tweet of the Week. That's Tweet of the Week. So now, NXT. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. So, couple things coming out of NXT this week. Number one, Cassius Ono had a championship match against Bobby Roode. Oh my god, Cassius Ono. Well, oh my god! Well, Cassius Ono, you need help. Not in the ring, with the style. So I'm going to turn this over to Lindsay now. I saw way the hell too much of Cassius Ono's dick on this show. Way the hell too much of it. Dude, you need to address that situation. There are children watching this. Just saying. I mean... You know, just do what you gotta do. I don't know how that stuff works because I do not possess that particular set of equipment. But from what I understand, there are things that you can wear that will address that. Invest in it. Please. Seriously, please. Like, even the, even the production, you could tell the director is sitting in the back going, Oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Tight shot him, tight shot him. Don't, don't go below the waist. Don't go below the waist. Every time they would cut in. Like, every time they would make sure that camera was pointed, like, right at his waist. So that way, you know, it's like, everything up was good, but they made sure not to get that crotch situation going on. I mean, it was like Bo Dallas level Captain Mushroom. Holy crap, there's his thing right there in the middle of the rain type of situation. You could see everything. He's circumcised, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. So yeah, Cassius, honey, please address that. Please, I cannot deal with that in my wrestling. I just can't. I can deal with a lot. I cannot deal with that. It's distracting. And then we get to the actual outfit. I just had to get that out because it's just like, that was just too much. Thoughts on the outfit? Honey. Honey. What the hell? I mean, I, I, I got the concept that he was going for, but that did nothing for his body. Nothing for him at all. It, it looked terrible. Like, I loved the concept of it. I loved how it looked. Like, the color choice, the design, everything on it was great. It's just when he put it on, because he's not as thin as he used to be, there was stuff kind of popping out everywhere, which there's nothing wrong with that. It just did not suit his body, and it didn't look right. And it didn't make him look good. Like, it was just... 
he was a hot mess. Cassius Ono was a hot mess. I'm just gonna say it. He was just, he was a hot mess. I mean, and the thing is, they had time to get him new gear, too. It was new gear. And, and, and somebody said that was okay? Concept was good. Then they got the outfit and couldn't do much with it. White is not his friend. No, White is not his friend. And no, Matt, I have not been drinking. No, wait, that's not true. I have been drinking, but I'm sober now. Just saying, I forgot about it earlier. Anyway, reasons for that, that we're not going to get into on this show. She was toasting Bobby Roode, successfully retaining the, the NXT championship over Cash's Ono, giving her more points. Yes, so, I mean, the match is fine with self, but... I can't even talk. That's how flustered it's got me. The match itself was fine. Like, there was, it, it was a good match. It was a very nice title defense for Rude, but with everything going on with Ono in terms of his outfit, it was just really distracting. Cause you're sitting there and you're looking at him and you're like, oh, oh, this needs to be fixed. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this really needs to be fixed. Because it felt like it kind of took away from him just in the way that he walked out and he was looking. Cause you know, you have Bobby walk out and Bobby, Bobby's got the robe. Bobby's very put together. He's got, you know, it all works for him. And then you had Cassius come out and he just, he, he did not look good in terms of the outfit and the way that it fit him and the way that, you know, just generally it all worked. Because when he was wearing like the basketball top that was a little bit looser, that was really nice because that complemented his body better. It made him look a little bit better. But the second that come off, came off, it was just like, oh, oh, this is bad. Because the top he had on was like tucked into his trunks. It was just weird. Yeah. Especially when he came out, it was untucked and it didn't look hard. it was it was hanging over the, the, the trunks maybe you should get some shorts i know Todd doesn't well, like he, wearing shorts but he needs some shorts well it's like you could shorten that top to where it hits him like right about the top of the thighs so you get a little hint that he's got something on going on underneath because i mean there are plenty of guys and girls that wrestle in t-shirts and short shorts and trunks. So it's like, he could get away with it. There's nothing wrong with necessarily the bottoms beyond he needs to address that whole dick situation. But the top, it's like, he's he's heavier built. So he can't really... It, him wearing a skin-tight top doesn't work for him. It should have been a singlet, not a t-shirt and tights. It should have been a one-piece outfit. No, I don't think a single singlet would have helped this. I think a singlet would have looked equally as bad. I mean, it's almost they need to kind of do to him what Kevin Owens does and what Bray Wyatt does because they are both heavier dudes as well. They've got a little bit of a gut on them. Is you wear the looser t-shirt and then you can wear, you know, in Bray's case, Bray wears tight pants. Kevin wears workout shorts so you can do any combination on the bottom because the combination doesn't really matter for the bottom. But do a looser, less fitted top to kind of sort of hide and hide is the wrong word because i don't want him to have feel shame because i'm not shaming his body but it's just dress him so he looks slimmer not even slimmer just looks better just it compliments him it makes him look good because i feel like that's the thing is like you looked at him and it's just he almost looked uncomfortable in it a little bit by the way crowd wake up this this, this ufc crowd ucf crowd is just dead quiet they need to wake up but i mean there's there's yeah, they do. But there's a way that he can dress himself to it complements his body, and it makes him look really, really good. Yeah, I'm with you. And I just, I don't think this outfit was it. I don't think it worked for him at all. Maybe if it had been black, it might have been better, but I don't know. So last week, the Ely brothers got taken out. This week, they had to have their match with the Authors, authors of Pain. They lost in a minute, which then set up Ellering talking about how he has the blueprint for the Book of Destruction and... They're going to go after the Revival, and then DIY came out. They want a title match. Revival comes out. They want a title match. They're not going to stand on sidelines while these two other teams, you know, 
ruin what they built for the last year. So William Regal comes out and says at NXT TakeOver Orlando, it will be a triple threat tag team match, triple threat elimination tag team match at TakeOver Orlando for the tag team titles. Can we get a tag team match? Can we get in on that? Right, right. Also should mention that it will be Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship at TakeOver as well. Ooh. Uh, we had more involving Sanity and Ty Dillinger, No Way Jose, as Nikki Cross beat up some woman. Like, she hit this one move over and over and over again. It was kind of impressive. The swinging neck, uh, the swinging neck breaker? Yeah. Yeah, she kept, she hit it like three or four times. It was kind of cool. On, uh, Macy Estrella. I'm actually curious about Macy Estrella because I've been seeing more and more of her pop up and they're bringing her to TV. I'm very curious about her. Not sure if I like the look yet or not, but I did like her gear. It was cute. Especially the shorts. The shorts were really cute. So, Sandy, uh, Ty got beat down. No way Jose got beat down. Yeah, boiling to a six-man tag next week. And that was pretty much the show in a nutshell. They're billing to Orlando. Oh, there was one other thing. Ember Moon, they, they talked about um, how it seems like we're going to get a storyline where they want the Eclipse being banned because of what happened last week with Ember Moon and Payton Royce, or Billy Kay, rather. We're going to get to that. And we also have a match next week. It's Oni Lorcan and Andrade Cien Almas. Because Cien was picking on people at the Performance Center, which is just not nice. Because the classic storyline, Oni Lorcan. He doesn't like bullies. He doesn't like bullies. We should, you know, put him with a giant ginger. Who also doesn't like bullies. They also put together a really nice video package for Oscar. Like, a really nice video package. It was. Yeah, we're building to NXT Orlando, as you mentioned, which is only a couple weeks away now. So, very excited for that. And hopefully the the Orlando crowd is better at TakeOver than they were tonight, because the UFC arena was just, like, dead. But I think this is the last taping, second last taping. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. The, the final two episodes are yeah, from the UCF Arena in Orlando. So it could have been the t- the crowd was just really tired then, but we'll see. No, they weren't. That just was a bad crowd. Next week is the loser leaves match. Ooh. So there's that to look forward to next week on NXT. But that was the NXT rundown. Well, let's do SmackDown Throwdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown Throwdown. Yes! 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 Poor Daniel Bryan. He's about ready to pull his hair out this week. I mean, he just, they, they have been testing his patience weekly, but this week was a particular challenge for him. Where or where shall we start? <sighs> You know what? Let's start at the beginning. Let's start with AJ Styles. Alright, we'll talk about the AJ Styles situation. So AJ Styles comes out, and he's sort of hemming and on. He's upset about not being a WrestleMania and how Shane and Brian are are messing with his career, and he should be in the main event, and instead he's like being treated like a circus monkey having to jump through hoops, and complains about Cena, and he should be in the match, and all that fun stuff, and... He's going to confront Shane McMahon, and he said he was going to have a conversation with Shane about his career. That is, if I even have one, and he just slammed the microphone down. And yes, he also confronted Brian before he came out to the ring as well. But yeah, that's AJ. AJ was not happy. AJ's pissed. He's super pissed. He wants to speak. His he and his soccer mom hair want to speak to the manager and the general manager or the commissioner rather. 
did not get to the building until like halfway through the show. Well, you know, when you're commissioner, Brian's holding it down. Just saying. I mean, you know, Brian, Brian's got this. It's not like, not like another show. You know, Brian, Brian takes care of things. He's a good, he's a good GM. He is a good GM. So he knows, he knows what's up. So about halfway through, Styles, Shane, Styles is sitting in the parking lot waiting, waiting, pacing back and forth. Shane then arrives. And then Shane gets jumped, and AJ just beats the snot out of Shane McMahon. Props, props to Shane for taking this. I mean, he 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 had his face slammed through a car window. He did his his beautiful handsome face. AJ, don't you do that again? You get to do that once, once, never again, never again. So he's bloody. But no blood touched that shirt. That amazingly beautiful crisp white shirt that fit him so perfectly. Shane, you have to stop. I have to make it to mania. (laughs) Between you and everybody else, I am not going to make it. My ovaries can't take this crap. I really can't. But yeah. No blood on the shirt. So the makeup team did a really, really good job making up Shane, which was nice. Like they had the blood everywhere. It was down his face. It was in his hair. It was great. But not, not on the shirt, because his wife was going to kill him if that happened. <laughs> but the shirt then eventually got ripped. The shirt did get ripped. But there was no blood. But there was no blood. So Shane is being treated throughout the night. Um, but Daniel Bryan walks up to, to do AJ Styles and fires AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I love this because Mick Foley on Monday night is like, well, I, I just can't fire somebody, you know, willy-nilly. I need a reason. I need this. I need that. You know, I'm not going to fire anybody. I'm not going to take away anybody's livelihood. Dan O'Brien. Tuesday, he's like, nope, screw you. Out of my building now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Fire me? Damn right I'm going to fire you. Get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the moment everybody was like, wait, what? First minute, there's like, wait, did he just fire him? Yeah, it's like, was that a thing? Did that actually happen? Did Dan and Brian just be like, nope, you're fired out now. I don't care what you're worth. Get out of my building now. It's like Brian was not even remotely in the region of screwing around Tuesday. He was done. He'd had enough. It's like he's just going to ground everybody because y'all are out of control. So AJ gets escorted out of the building. And Jane still hurt. Shane's wandering around in a daze. He's being helped around by Fifth Finley. And they're about to leave, and then Shane does a U-turn. And he's walking back. So it's the middle of the Usos versus American Alpha happens. Usos win. And at 9.59 35 seconds, Shane McMahon walks out onto the stage. And <laughs> we're sitting here. Okay, it's about 9.59 and 38, 9.40 seconds. And he cricks up a microphone. says, AJ Styles doesn't have an opponent for WrestleMania. Now he does. And it's Todd Chrisley. Because that's what came up next. Like, legit. He doesn't have an opponent. Now he does. And then Chris Lanus Best came on. <laughs> like, within a half a second, they got off the air. <laughs> yep. It's like, do, 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 do we get an overrun? No, we don't get an overrun. You're, you're right off the air right at, the, right at 10 o'clock. Sometimes I kind of wish they would get SmackDown an overrun. But then there are other times where I'm like, nope, it's over 10. Thank God. But yeah, it's like right at the end of the show, which was really, really, really well done. Shane's just like, AJ doesn't have an opponent for Mania? He does now. Like, you didn't even get the chance to go, the crowd go, <gasps> Yeah, it's just like, Shane got done talking, and then it was like, BAM! Hi, Todd Chrisley. Yeah, it's like, just hard cut off. It's like, whoa! It was the hardest and hardest cuts. It was just like, you have an opponent. Now he does. Todd Chrisley, previously on Chrisley Knows Best. Yeah, it's like, wait, 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 go back, go back, go back! So that, that, was, a, that was a thing. Alright, so that's one thing that happened on SmackDown. 
Um, Alexa Bliss took on Mickey James. Apparently, it wasn't a very good match, according to the internets. And now the internets are saying WWE's not happy because she had a bad match. I think that's the first time she's worked Mickey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always going to be awkward in the first match because you have to figure each other out. And it doesn't help that you're doing it in front of a worldwide audience. No, and she hasn't had great matches with certain people, but she's had some really good matches with Becky Lynch. And she'll really go, she'll eventually have a good match with Mickey James. The crowd was not too, too good, but not make. Oh my god, Alexa Bliss is a bad worker. I don't know. That's not, that's not a thing. Come on. Can we stop people? Can we stop making false headlines on the internet? That'd be cool. Well, I mean, here's the thing to remember about Alexa Bliss she hasn't been working that long. In comparison to Mickey James, so Mickey James is an old hand. Same with Becky. Same with Becky. So it's like they have the experience to help Alexa get through it, if need be. So Alexa is still very much learning. She's still growing into herself as a wrestler and as a performer. So, you know, she's not going to have barn burners straight out of the out of the gate because from from what I remember about her in NXT, she never really she didn't have bad matches in NXT. She just never had that really, oh my god, this is fantastic, let's throw it up on the wall kind of match. She was never put in a position to. She's now she's in a position where she has to deliver. She delivers more times than she doesn't. And that's you got Dana Brooke who's not that great in the ring, and then you have Alex Bliss who's learning. I mean she's She's killing it everywhere elsewhere. The wrestling can be corrected. The wrestling can be improved. Right. But she's getting over. She's able to kill it on the mic. And you can't argue with that. Becky Lynch beat Natty. Natty's excuse for losing. Food poisoning. Uh-huh. Whatever you say, Natty. A likely story. Uh-huh. Apparently Renee Young no longer following Natty's cat on Instagram. And then, it's a sad, sad day. And then Natty, Natty's re- reply was... I'm no longer following your dog on Instagram. Yep, these are things. This happened. These are things that happened on, you know, on, 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 on things. But it was like, we had two women's matches in the first hour, and there were no men's matches. I'm okay with this. It's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, Mojo beat Ziggler by count out. Yay. Poor Mojo. Poor Mojo. He tries so hard. He really, really, really does. I feel bad for him. Because he's trying, and it's just, like, nothing. It's like, oh, poor guy. Baron Corbin stood there looking like he's a badass because he put the um, forklift on on Dean Ambrose the week prior, and, you know, he, he's going to beat him at WrestleMania. I love how the Ambrose feud, the Ambrose-Corbin feud, is these two gruff, rough, loner dudes exchanging insults like a pair of five-year-olds. I love this so much. Oh, it yeah. makes me happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Ashley on the Twitters, don't worry, we're getting into it in a minute. We're oh, boo-boo? No, no, no. The Nikki Bella drama. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, don't worry. <laughs> we're we getting, are going to get there. We're getting all the other stuff out of the way first. We're saving the big two. At, dude, we did the big angle first, and then we have the other two stuff to get to. We're getting to it. This is the SmackDown Throwdown. This is the Rack. Still to come, Pete Gas will be on the program after our next break. So don't worry, he's to come. But we still more SmackDown to get to here on the SmackDown Throwdown. Yeah, we're getting the easy stuff out of the way first. Right. Because now, now we'll get into the scene of Nikki Maria's Miz drama. Oh my god, this segment was gold. <laughs> I heard it so much. Okay. <laughs> so, it's a special edition of Miz TV. Miz is out there, Maurice is out there. And they're basically their point is, Cena and Nikki are frauds. Show last week's footage of everything that happened, how he, he was calling him a robot and all that fun stuff. Then they told the story of that we've seen on Total Divas. This past season, check out the Rack Extra Total Divas now available at RackRadioShow.com. Returning April next 5th. month. Returning in April. So, she told a story about how Nikki stabbed her in the back and 
con- she was going to be on this first season of Total Divas and how Nikki and Bree stopped them from having that happen. They were supposedly best friends and she trusted her. But then WWE said there was no deal and then Nikki was like, okay, we're fine. Um, then she started dating John Cena and she became untouchable. Word life. Basic, basic thugonomics. Um, Maria said the next, next test she received that we're, we're gonna be on Raw and we're on the, the first season of Total Divas and, and Marisa's at home and it took two and a half years away from her and she could have been with her husband for those two and a half years on the road. And okay. then, and then she wanted revenge. Go ahead. Alright, so we're gonna pause there to talk about what all we've heard before now or before this moment loved the tie-in to total divas where they did the episode with maurice and nikki how that's still very much unresolved that was a great little throwback to that episode very nice connection and i'm sitting here watching it and maurice taking shots and maurice saying how she's been wrong and maurice saying why she wants revenge and i'm watching this going why couldn't the natty feud have been this this is what the natty feud should have been instead of natty being like well i'm better than you and john cena is never gonna marry you and maurice did take that shot i'm not even gonna lie maurice did take that shot but they dropped the shot after that it's maurice going out there and saying you screwed me over you screwed me out of a contract I could have been with my husband this entire time, but instead, you took that contract away from me. You took that money away from me. You took that time away from me. I will never get the time back. This is, you know, it's your fault because you and Bree took that away from me, and I can't get to Bree right now, but I can get to you. Now, there's one thing that she she showed off in the, the, total, the, the Talking Smack stuff, and that was her hand that had a shiny ring on it. He did a nice job picking out the engagement ring. Miss and, has good taste in jewelry. And, you know, something Nikki will never have. We've said it on this show before. I think we did. I've said it on some show. One show. This show, I think we did. How at WrestleMania, Cena's going to get down on his knee and pop a question. That's where this is going. It's very clear that Cena's proposing at WrestleMania. I would... I'd be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where this is headed. They're, I mean, they're hitting it a little too hard lately, where it's like, oh, Nikki Bell is never going to get married. Nikki Bell is never going to get engaged. You know, you're never going to have an engagement ring. You're never going to have a husband. You're never going to have this or that. It's like, y'all are hitting that a little bit too hard for it to be anything but John getting down on one knee in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania and proposing. If he doesn't, he got stage fright. Um. Yeah. So- Which... Which feels a little, I still say, antiseptic, because it's like, Nikki's waited so long for this moment, and they're going to work it into a storyline. It's what Cena do. It's what Cena do, but it's like, dude, you, you you know, she's been with you for what? Four years? Three years? Something like that? Five years? You could at least, you know, propose to her in par- private in some romantic gesture instead it's oh hey we're gonna take shots for a couple weeks and then i'm gonna we're gonna win and i'm gonna get down on one knee and propose to you in front of everybody because fuck them then we will get married at summerslam then we will get married at summerslam which honestly if this re- leads to a major wrestling wedding i'm 100 percent fine with this ashley and Twitter, or they were already engaged but keeping it secret to us meaning good they could be. They could be already engaged. That's kind of speculation off and on that Cena and Nikki have been engaged for a while now. It's just they're not saying anything about it, and she's not wearing a ring. So, speaking of that happy couple, they made their way to the ring. Nikki, Cena was going to talk, but Nikki was like, no, I got this. 
She said if she had so much power, why was Maurice in the company right now? She said she didn't steal her money and made up a story. Then Nikki invited her to come to ranks so she could kick her ass, and Miz told Nikki that she couldn't make up matches. What do you think you are, John Cena? Cena smirked at that one. Um, Miz and Maurice has nothing proven to her. Miz told them that their time was up for Miz TV, and they're going to go back to, to the back, and told them to continue to be bad people. So they leave, start to leave. Daniel Bryan comes out, and Ryan said the time wasn't up, Brian said Miz promised him something special, Miz TV, and just gave him the same old stuff. Brian said that makes him want to punch the Miz in the face, but he can't. Him mocking him not being able to wrestle makes him want to punch him in his face. Same with doing his moves improperly. Wants to make him punch him in the face. Brian said that the fact that Miz knows Brian can't punch him in the face and takes advantage of it also makes him want to punch him in the face even more. But he knows two people who can. So a WrestleMania, it will be... Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice in the ultimate punching extravaganza. I totally botched that because I don't remember what he said, said it was. The ultimate punching extravaganza, to that effect. Had the word punch in it. I know what, I can't remember exactly what it was, so thoughts on it as I find the exact terminology. I thought the second half was really good. I liked the rebuttal by, by Cena and Nikki. I liked Brian coming out and basically being like, I hate you, I can't stand you, but I can't get rid of you so I just kind of deal with your crap, so here you can deal with mine, and he just lobs the match at, at Miz and Maurice. Like, okay. The ultimate face-punching extravaganza. That's what it was. Ha- I, I want that on a poster. Right? I, I found the, the gif of it, and I got tweeted at it what it was. So yeah, the ultimate face-punching extravaganza. Yeah, but this was this was 100% gold. This whole entire feud has been 100% on point, well done, well executed, and I have to applaud it. And, but again, it's like the Natty feud could have been this. And that makes me cry a little bit that they could have done this with Natty, and they didn't. Like, all the girls start coming after Nikki Bella because she's wronged all the girls, and now here's Karma to smack her in the face, where it's like, oh, hey, you know, you screwed me out of this, you did this to me. So if you really want to expose her as a as a horrible person, that's what you do. You have all the people she's supposedly screwed over, all, all you know, over the years, front and center, re- you know, airing their grievances. Yep. So, oh, so I want to mention one more thing. This has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. This goes back to earlier in the show. Earlier in SmackDown. Because this segues into what we're going to talk about. AJ Styles said the following. Brandy Orton burns down Bray Wyatt's house. He doesn't get arrested or go to jail. He goes to the main event of WrestleMania. Which leads us to the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt situation. AJ, honey, Bray's going to murder Randy at Mania. So that's the trade-off. He can't get him if Randy's in jail. So Randy Orton talked. Recapped everything that's gone on. He hit Bray Wyatt where it hurt. He destroyed Sister Abigail's spirit. He's put made sure that Bray Wyatt is alone. And he said, I swear to God that I will take everything away from Bray Wyatt. Cue Bray Wyatt. And I turn the segment over to you now. Mole. Molly, 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 mole. Now that I have that out of the way. <laughs> so Bray Wyatt is kneeling in a darkened room or darkened space with fog all around him or smoke all around him. He's leaning on the burned, charred floor from Abigail's house. He's got the grave there. You know, basically, they've reconstructed the house backstage. Hold on. Mo! Bloody Mo! Molly, 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 molly. We're not supposed to talk about the bloody mole, but there's a bloody mole winking me in the face. There you go. Continue. We can just add that to the soundboard. I, it, it, I had to find it. I have it, though. Oh, okay. Good. So, Bray is kneeling on this charred floor, the remains of the home, the remains of Sister Abigail, all that stuff. 
It's all black and burnt and everything. To which I asked Rock the question, how did the floor survive the fire? To which the answer was, really, that's what you're worried about, is how did the floor survive the fire? Like, consistency? Anyway, Bray Wyatt is in a really bad place. He's in a really disturbed place. It's, he's pissed. He's angry. He's to the point that he's enraged, but it's that real quiet rage where it's just like, you've gone past that gut check anger, and it's just like, he's gone from zero to vengeance in the strike of a match. Like, he... He's just kneeling there on this floor, delivering this really eerie promo in this very soft, deliberate, monotonous voice. He thought he burned the soul of Abigail, but she is the spawn of Satan and was forged in hell itself. Her heart still beats in the black heart of her apostles. He said now he has Abigail's powers and he has no boundaries. He is the all-seeing, the all-knowing, and his duty is to purge all the infidels in this life, starting with Randy Orton. This was great. And then he baptizes himself in the ashes of Sister Abigail and starts screaming, follow which is a little the, weird. Follow the buzzards. And then yeah. he let out a big scream. Yeah. It was a little awkward. Not gonna lie. It was a touch awkward, but the promo itself was the perfect follow-up to Randy, where it's basically like, oh, you thought, you think, you killed her. Oh, just wait. Just wait till I see you at Mania. You ain't seen nothing yet, son. I liked this. I liked this follow-up. I really did, because it was a very, very strong reply to Randy, where he basically said, I'm going to kill you, without saying, I'm going to kill you. And that was just awesome. Which leads to our speculation, and we're going to dive deeper into this in two weeks. But the entrance at WrestleMania probably going to be very wickedly awesome. Oh, they're doing something epic. I can already feel it. Because this whole storyline is being told in a completely different manner than every other Bray Wyatt storyline. So they're doing something for him. I have no idea what it is, but they're doing something. But yeah, I cannot wait for that confrontation between Randy and Bray. Can not wait. Because here's the thing with this. That's really kind of cool. They sort of have a reset button on Bray without losing the character and losing all the development that the character has. Yeah. And from here, it's not the Wyatt family anymore. It's just Bray Wyatt. And how far is Bray Wyatt going to go to keep his title, to stay on top of the food chain? What is he willing to do? That's sort of the million-dollar question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What is he willing to do? And also, the entrance at Mania is going to be sick absolutely 100% sick. But yeah, so... And we'll get more into this for WrestleMania. It's just right now we're trying not to get too heavily into it. We gotta save something for our WrestleMania over-the-top extravaganza in two weeks. It'll be (laughs) face-punching. But I think that does it for SmackDown. What do you think? Uh, That does it indeed for SmackDown. Smackdown. So, alright, we're going to take our second and final break of the evening, and when we come back, Rock is talking to Pete Gass all about his brand new book. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we'll be right back. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! 
from the big returns. Maybe I have one more ass kicking left in. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly, rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR, wherever you are. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. You think you know me. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. Back to the rack right here on Wild Talk Radio, presented as always by Gerwick.net and Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. As we told you earlier in the show, we had a very special guest, because joining us right now is the author of the brand new book, Looking at the Lights, My Path from Fan to Wrestling Heel. Please welcome to the show, Pete Gass. How are you today? 
I'm well. Thank you for having me. Uh, one thing you may want to tell them, if they want to get it now before the 21st, they can go to Amazon.com and, and order it that way as well. Perfect. So why now? Why was this the right opportunity, the time to write this book? Well, to be honest with you, I didn't... Um, I always wanted to write the book. As soon as I got in the business, I uh, but I, honestly, I didn't even know how to get started. I sat there and looked at a notepad or or a computer screen for uh, like many times and couldn't even get, you know I didn't even know how to start the thing off. And uh, it wasn't until John Robinson, who did the book uh, about the attitude error for WWE, he called me to get a couple of stories from me. Um, he started interviewing me and he found he was like literally he was cracking up. So what happened was. <laughs> He actually made a comment to me. He says, you know, he goes, you should write a book. And I said, it's funny you should say that. I said, I've been wanting to, but I don't even know how to get started. So he, he said, let me finish up the Attitude book. And then he wrote another book, which actually won an award, the, the uh, biography on the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, so he won. He actually won the Benjamin Franklin Award last year for best uh, best biography out of all the biographies. So that says a lot. Um, and he said, once I'm done with that, he says, we'll get started, which we did. So we ended up getting started in January of 2015, and we did it for about a year. And it was just the timing. The timing by the publishing company was perfect. I felt because you know releasing the book so close to WrestleMania, everyone's got wrestling fever. It's like you know it's wrestling season. You know, so right. we, uh, it's good timing. It is great timing because you're all into that moment. You're into WrestleMania. You're you're into the product. So having being able to read stories because I read the book. It was great, great read. Very easy okay. to read. It's very yeah. easy to read. Yeah. Yep. And throughout- the reason why it's the re- I think the reason why it's so easy to read is because it's literally the words are from my mouth. Right. I mean, those. It's just like having a conversation with me now. It's you know I don't use very big words <laughs> when I talk, so that's why it's, it's it is it's an easy read. Yeah, it, it it was very easy. You're able to just sit down. You're able to get through it, and you, you do hear it's from the the your perspective, and you see it, you hear it, and makes it a book like that just so much easier to read. At least that's how I feel. Because you read some of these books, and you, you you can tell it's ghostwritten, and you can tell it's not the true story. But yeah. with, with your book, you can actually feel it's like this is the true story of what happened during that time. Yeah, and you're actually uh, continuing a streak for me. Everyone that's read the book so far has really liked it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just think, now, do you like it because it's about the attitude error, or do you like it because of, every, like, other things? I'm in, reason I, why? I'm into everything. I'm into all the, the gossip and everything. I've read the Jericho books, the Daniel Bryan books. I read them all. So just yep. just getting the stories to, you know, feel that moment, you get, get you know, go back in time, relive those moments, it's great. Right, and I, I think that's what the purpose of my book was uh, when I when I wrote it. I wanted people to, because it's, it's a unique story. No one has the story that I, of how, you know, like how I got started and with Rodney. <clears throat> you know, we literally were taken from the streets by Vince and told to, you know, he put us in the ring with the best of the business and said, you know, we, we had like no training, hard, you know, hardly anything. And he said, you know, don't, don't get killed out there. And we just went. So. Yeah. And you could, see, we, you could see that in the book and, it, you know, watching it on television. It's like, who are these guys? Like, who are yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were green as hell, and we didn't, you know, you know, Rodney and I used to tell, talk to each other in, about, you know, what was important to us, and uh, the first thing we always said was, you know, don't hurt the guys, that, you know, make sure we're safe and we don't get these guys hurt, because I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if, God forbid, something happened. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing would be, 
make them look like they're Superman. Put them over. You know, give up your body. Do what you got to do to make them all look great. And then third, thirdly, we just wanted to do a great job for the McMahon family. You know, for, because of our relationship, we didn't. We wanted to make sure that uh, we were happy. They were happy because if they were going to be happy, we were going to stick around longer and and live out a dream that we had. Right, and and you could tell it. And throughout the book, you you talk about you know the risk and dangers of pro wrestling, and you talk about some injuries you suffered. Kind of want to know what was the worst injury you suffered, and if you have advice you could give to someone who's bre- who would be breaking in just like you did. No, for, no one's breaking in just like I did because it's just very. It it, it, it would have been it, it's impossible to do that now. I think. Um, I just don't know if they'd ever do it again. But you never say never in the business. Uh, with regards to injuries, I just uh, my worst ones. I I actually as much as we got our butts kicked. You know, I got knock on wood. I got good knees, good shoulders. Um, I had a little bit of uh, scar tissue in my neck, which from taking chair shots and landing on the back of my neck and stuff. And then it doesn't help that I don't sleep in the right position, so that that kind of lingers. But other than that, I feel I feel pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was more not how you got in, just starting out. What piece of advice would you give to people just starting out, getting into the business? Is sort of what I meant. Learn, learn to speak in public. Come up with. Uh, I, I think speaking nowadays is much more important than the actual moves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously you're you're more of an asset to the company the better you look. But I mean, if you can work the mic, I mean, you look at look at the Rock. Look what Rock parlayed wrestling, and he's a he's a millionaire, and he's going to be a billionaire someday. So he's he's got his head on straight, and he, but it all came from the microphone. He, his popularity grew because of his mic skills, right? And that's something you know they used to tell us to go when we went home, you know, to work on certain things, you know, because we used to work at we used to work at the studio, we used to work on stuff, and then when we go home. Or if Dr. Tom Pritchard couldn't make it, we were told to work on stuff, you know, like look in the mirror in the bathroom and cut a promo on something or just come up with something and just let it rip, you know. Nowadays, at the Performance Center that WWE has, they have all that stuff right there for you. You feel like going to work on something, you have, there's a whole room there just to work on promos. And it, it, that thing is, the Performance Center is just amazing. Have, have you had a chance to go down to the Performance Center? <laughs> I did, back in November. Mm-hmm. I took my wife to uh, Orlando for her 40th birthday, and we went to uh, we went to go see Matt Bloom, uh, Prince Albert. He runs NXT, so we spent a couple of days uh, hanging out with them and him and his wife, and had a great time. And Scotty Tuhati was with us. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a picture in the book from that from one of the nights uh, we all went, the five of us went out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in the book, it's in there. So, but yeah, yeah, I go, we got a tour. Actually, it was the same night as that picture. So that Saturday night beforehand, he took me for a tour in there. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, you see all the pictures and the videos from the Performance Center. It just looks like this. It's this massive space where you can just learn the business. Yeah, it's not. It's. It, I guess it is massive uh, compared to what what I trained it. But yeah, and it's just. But everything. There is no excuse for the talent that's working there now to not get better. If they don't get better, then they're just. There's no. It's, it's impossible. So. Right. You know, if if they get cut, there's a reason why they're it's, they don't have any heart yeah. or an injury. Or, you know? Yeah, you, know, you can't um, go with the injury, but yeah, anything else. If you don't have the heart and you don't make it there, that's that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. So, and they, oh, I'll give you one more thing for because you just said it and it, it's true. 
um, if you're going to do something like this in the business, have uh, have very thick skin. But more importantly, don't go in it don't go in it half ass. Go in it full go and, and give it give it everything you have. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go in if you go in part partial, you're not going to make it. No, if you go halfway into anything, you'll never make it. Right now, your role in your time in WWE. It wasn't have the greatest matches of all time, but you did have arguably one of the highest rated segments of all time in, I guess, a classic match with the Stooges, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. What was it like working with those two? <laughs> well, first of all, it wasn't arguably the highest rated. It was the highest rated for a, lo- for a long time. I think it was over a, over a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what, if it's been broken since. Um, so the last time uh, WrestleMania was in Orlando, I Gerald Briscoe was being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I saw him in at Universal Studios. And uh, he, he came over, he gave me a big hug, and uh, we both had a couple drinks in us. So, and then he whispered in my ear, he goes, uh, he, goes he said, we still have the record, brother. We still have it. And I, I, that put a smile on my face. Right. But as far as working with those guys, Pat Patterson, he didn't, he hated the idea. He was so worried that we were going to hurt him, and uh, you know, he basically didn't give us any offense, which is fine. You know, all we did was basically choke him. You know, a couple kicks. There were no moves, and then Briscoe let us do a double clothesline to him, and uh, that was pretty much it. I mean, you know, it basically the rest. It was the people didn't want to see us beat up old guys. They wanted to see. Uh, they wanted to see. Uh, you know, the old guys kick our ass. Right. So. Yeah, and but work, which but made for work, entertaining but, television. Yeah, and and working with them, you know, Briscoe was funny as hell because he would he would get you on the ground because he's he was a great uh, collegiate wrestler too, and he'd get you on the ground and he he, he put my he put his hand over my mouth and my nose so I couldn't breathe, and then he'd have all his weight on on his on my mouth basically, and he'd sit there and he on live television he's laughing in my face and I couldn't I couldn't budge him I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was. He, we had some fun with it, but you know those guys are just absolutely. They're great, and they they helped. They helped put us on the map. To be honest with you. Yeah, you and you could see that when it came across on television. Like you guys, it had natural chemistry. Even though they may have not wanted to give you much offense, the chemistry just in skits or in matches or whatever, you had that chemistry, and it translated so well on television. Yeah, and I, um, you know, and then even like. The WWE was great because it was smart because they were like, we went down and we were with Shane for SummerSlam a few months later and the Stooges came out and beat up Rodney and I at the very end. That match had everything, the lover or lever match between Shane and Test. And, uh, that was, that was one thing that was pretty cool that they reincorporated the Stooges to come down and beat our asses. And I remember, I remember the crowd popping so, so loud for that because, you know, that was something they wanted, you know, they love singing. Other things you've you've done in your career, and you're, I believe, a two or three time hardcore champion, and you had this whole twenty four seven rule. What was it like taking part in those type of segments and fighting in hotel rooms, airports, where wherever you could go? I think what they they put us in those a lot because it was it was uh, because we weren't prepared yet to actually do matches, and <clears throat> that was. It was funny because we had a writer that handled a lot of those matches. His name was is Tommy Bland, and uh, he ended up uh, working with us quite a bit. And you know, we we got we became very close. And it was funny because like he'd be in an, in an arena at the end of the night, we'd be walking with our roller bags to the car, 
And so we're backstage and we walk by him and he, he'd be sitting on in a chair or something, just like cracking up laughing and he's writing stuff on a piece of paper. And he goes, hey, next week we're in Philadelphia. Guess what? The circus is in town. <laughs> and that's where uh, we, Rodney, Rodney Abs and I dressed up as uh, clowns at the, and we jumped crash. Mm-hmm. At the, it was actually at the Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, so it was funny. And then well, it was great because like, <clears throat> like when we got to the Spectrum, we're in the parking lot, you know, going over the match and what we're going to do. Tommy would let us give feedback on stuff to do. So like I said, I go, I'll, I'll leave, I'll have a funny voice, like a clown high voice. And then after we even fight, I'll, I'll stay in the clown voice and they'll get mad and abs and Rodney will get mad at me. And he would laugh and he, you know, we, we were able to put our own flavor into some of that stuff and he let us run with it. And it was, it was, it made it a lot more fun. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, very entertaining. I was going to ask, how much creative freedom did, were you guys given in those type of environments? I gave you, I just told you exactly, uh, that's, that is it. That was the only time? Everything else, yeah, everything <laughs> else was pretty much, uh, you know, until we started working matches, then we, we could, were able to incorporate moves that we liked and stuff like that and, and go with things. But uh, creatively, that's the only thing we really got to do is give some input and then it would either be accepted. Most of the time it was accepted by Tommy or would, would be shot down. Was there, did you ever have an idea where you wish you guys could have like filmed one of those segments at, you know, pitch it and say, Hey, could we go here and do something? Do you ever have those type of moments? No, you don't. It's funny because when, when we were at that stage, we were just so happy to be working. And, you know, it's one of those things where if they had told us to jump off the spectrum, we would have done it. You know, it was, so we were, you know, we weren't, uh, we weren't that creative at the time. Mm-hmm. So we were just really trying to get our, get our feet wet and, and, uh, we basically would do whatever they wanted us to do. Now, one of the people you worked with was Crash Holly during those yep. hardcore segments. You have a favorite Crash Holly story you can share? Uh, a clean one. I, uh, yeah. Um, does that, you don't, you don't have to be completely clean. You know, we're good. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's, I, Crash, um, you know, Crash was the type of guy that, uh, he always had, like, uh, he, he had a, a calmness about him. You know, like he, you know, he, he, and his character was fast and, and, and he talked a hundred miles an hour and everything else. But truth, the truth is he's a real calm guy. So I, I just remember him always being like a smooth talker with the ladies in the hotel and like when we get to a hotel. And I don't know if I really could get into all this, but, and I don't want to, you know, he's passed away, and I really don't want to, you know, get on him. But let's just say he had a few fetishes that he he really liked, and uh, and they were a little they were a little weird. And uh, but it was fun. He was you know great guy, and he uh, let's just say that he 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 liked to make believe he was a lot younger than he he really was. Right, right. Yeah, you could. He seemed like a very fun guy. Yeah. Yep. You could just you you felt that radio radiate over the television screen. You you felt like how much fun he was. Yep. Now, one other thing, you guys were made to, you guys weren't, you know, having techno classics, but you you were guys to had to make people look good. Mm-hmm. So the approach was, you're a fan turning into a wrestler. So as in, in the, the eyes of a fan, how was it cool to take a Stone Cold Stunner? It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the first time I took the Stone Cold Stunner was in Madison Square Garden. So I was literally in the business probably... Less than a month, mm-hmm. and uh, we we started doing house shows and stuff, and and uh, we were with The Rock, 
uh, in his corner for the corporation. And uh, he was Rock versus Austin, and Rock was going to shoot. We, we jumped up on the apron, and Rodney and I were going to hit Austin when he, when Rock shot him in. Uh, Austin reverses it. We end up hitting Rock by mistake. He walks into a stunner. One, two, three, he's out. He powders out of the ring. Austin's doing his things up in the corner, drinking beers. Now, we we say to uh, – we go run over to, to Rock, and we're apologizing and everything else. And he says, you want to make it up to me? He's like, get him. So we uh, – I came at – I came at Austin with a Polish hammer. Mm-hmm. He kicks me in the gut. He stuns me. And then Rodney came. He kicked him, stunned him. And the crowd just went absolutely nuts. So after Austin poured a couple of beers on us and did his thing, you know, he powdered out. And then in comes the rock. And he's standing over the two of us. And this none of this stuff was planned. We had none of – like the, the rock part the, – the, this rock part I'm about to tell you wasn't planned. So he ends up uh, he, he ends up looking at us. And, you know, we're, we're down selling that we got it. He ends up giving us a double people's elbow, and the garden just absolutely popped. <laughs> so it was one of those things where, you know, it, it was one of those ad-lib things, but it turned out to be great. And we were – I was proud of us because we picked up on what he was trying to do uh, from the start. So I was going to – and that's – the only way I would have done that is being a fan. Right. You know, so I, of course, knowing it, so – I looked for it. Now, circling back sort of to the future, or present day, rather, you just recently yep. worked with Edge on the Edge and Christian on the Edge and Christian show. Edge it totally wrote, reeks of awesomeness. That totally reeks, totally reeks of awesomeness, and hopefully it's coming back for season two. We saw the picture yep. of the creative meeting. Yep. We, we hope that's a thing. Come on, people. Let's, let's make it happen. Yep. What was that experience like for you working with them? Uh, they're great. I mean, those guys. So Edge and Christian... Basically, when we first got there, were a couple of the handful of guys that were really, really good to us and, and friendly with us, and there was no, you know, no animosity because of how we got in the business, and they were really good. And Edge specifically would would take time to watch my match, and then he would he would when I came back from you know behind the curtain, he would talk to me and he would critique it and he'd say, "Hey, try this next time," and, you know, and all those little things and. I'm a big uh, proponent of, I, I want to learn, and I'm only going to learn from someone that's been there and done that. So he's, And I, I trusted him. I knew he wasn't going to steer me wrong. And sure enough, the things that he, he suggested turned out much, much better. And he was helping me learn on the on the fly, which was great. Mm-hmm. So those guys, we are shooting season two. I, I don't know when I start shooting. I know they're going to be shooting some at Mania some clips. I don't know if I've given stuff away, but there is going to be a season two for sure, and it's pretty exciting. We should mention he wrote one of the forwards to your book. Yes. He did a great job. He did an unbelievable job. It's it's hysterical. I, I actually... Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. He's, he's very witty. He's very, very witty. He, he's a great person to talk to, by the way. Just don't ever mm-hmm. try to talk to him when he's in the backwoods of Canada, because we've had some experience where we've tried to set up interviews with him, and he's yeah. been in the, the backwoods of Canada. It's like, you know, trying to find him. But he's he's a great person, and the, the floor was great, and the Edge of Christian show is awesome. It totally reeks of awesomeness, as the catchphrase yeah, it really goes. Does. And it's, it's a lot of fun, like everything they do. And when we shoot those things, it, it's an absolute – like I literally – I want to – I, I want to go there even if I'm not working – yeah, I don't even want to, eat, you know, no money, nothing. I just want to hang out and laugh. Cause I, and I did that a couple times. And just some of the stuff on set with Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer is out of his mind. He's the best. I we just we have a blast. 
it's really a lot of fun. You mentioned they're going to be filming, maybe, can't say for sure, at WrestleMania. But you were at last year's WrestleMania when Shane made his big in-ring return against The Undertaker. What was that experience like for you? So the story goes, uh, that day, I was, uh, the day he was coming back, I spoke to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was probably around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, he, he, I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm dropping a Declan, his son. His guitar, he forgot it, and I'm dropping it off at school. So we're talking until he got to the school, and once he got there, he's like, all right, got to run this thing in. I'll talk to you later. You know, it was like a normal conversation. Then at night, I'm, uh, then that night, I'm, I'm with my wife. We're sitting on the couch, as we always do every Monday and Tuesday night, and we're watching wrestling. And this Monday night, we're watching it, and very first segment, here comes the money hits, and my jaw just drops. And, you know, I had heard little rumors going around, but nothing was concrete no one knew for sure and then when i literally had goosebumps and then when vince said you're gonna face the undertaker in a hell in a cell i turned to my wife i said we're going (laughs) she's like why and i was like because he's jumping off the cell i know (laughs) that was my that was my first instinct too it was like that that was my first instinct too it's like he's jumping off either the cell or that the the jerrytron he's doing something yeah, I know. I, I just knew that he was going to jump off that spell, and and then uh, the fo- the following day, he calls me, and, and uh, I told him, I said, you know, I want to be there to support you, and I know how important it was to him, and he was he was very moved by that, and uh, he told me that he wanted to, um, you know, he, he he would get me tickets and all that stuff, so I was you know really grateful, and I wouldn't have missed that for the world. Yeah, it, it was it was such a great moment. You know, the, you talked about it, like you heard you heard something was happening that night, but you didn't know what. And then right. he came out and was like, holy crap, it's Shane McMahon. Right. But, you know, Shane is the one, whoever, whoever the, Shane said, Shane told me that there were like five people that knew that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. And it was all people that, you know, would never squeak. And uh, so when Shane, like I said, Shane dropped off the guitar. He went over to Westchester Airport, took a plane to Detroit. A car picked him up. It drove him to the arena. It was all tinted. He went and hid in a production truck because none of the talent or anyone would have seen him. He went and hung out there for about two and a half hours. <clears throat> and then he went, um, he said about five of eight, he walked into gorilla position. And gorilla position used to be, when I was there, it was probably like a 12 by 12 room, maybe 15 by 15. And it was, you know, now it's like, it's a monstrous room. You, you, you can see videos of it if you watch, uh, WWE did a great thing. They did a documentary on last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. And you can see how big the gorilla position is. That's where, you know, you'll see, you'll see Vince hugging Shane. That's gorilla position, but it's enormous and it has catering. Everything's right there for the wrestlers. There's hair and makeup right there and everything. It's changed a lot. So, uh, he, Shane said he walks in and, the place, like all the all the talent and everybody, like literally gave him a standing ovation. They were so happy, and he told me, he told me Big Show grabbed him and picked him up like a rag doll and was hugging him because he loves him so much. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, he was he was so pumped up. He was excited to be there, and I was excited for him because I just know how much it meant to him. Right, and now it seems like he's going to be back at it again this year against the phenomenal AJ Styles, who's arguably one of the best wrestlers alive today agreed how do you think shane's gonna stack up against aj i think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see aj aj and this is no knock on shane at all i mean aj could make me look like uh 
you know, Jimmy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Right. You know, he can, you know, he, he can make anyone look great. And Shane, I've read articles in the past week. Uh, Bleacher Report wrote, made a comment about how Shane would bring the match down and all that. I, I honestly, I, I'm having a hard time wanting to, to go back on their website just because whoever wrote that is an idiot. <laughs> he, um, the truth is Shane does everything. The, the one thing I could say about him, and I, I'd like your opinion on this. Any match that you've ever seen Shane do, have you ever got done watching that match and said, man, that really sucked. That was a bad match. No, you, you don't, you don't see that with him because he gives it everything. He may not be the exactly. most technical. He may not hit the hardest. It just, but you see the effort and it's always there. And I, I keep seeing this on, just like you do, is people are, are like not so high on this match. I go back to 2001 with, with Kurt Angle and right. how he did that spectacular match. It's like, you know what Shane's capable of. He'll, t- he'll be tossed around any which way you want to throw him. He'll do it. Right. So yeah. it's like, this match is not going to be the greatest technical masterpiece, but it's WrestleMania. It's a show. It's entertainment. Right. You're going to get everything just, out you want out of it. The only thing I wish, you know, the, the, the storyline is decent. I just wish they had built it up a few weeks earlier. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, they, I think they put, they're playing it great with Shane baby facing and saying that he should be getting a shot at, for the title and all that. And, you know, making, uh, AJ be a real heel on it and just, you know, totally being a douchebag to Shane right. and, uh, blaming Shane, you know, it's Shane's fault that he lost to Randy Orton. But, um, you know, that, that part's good. I just hope in the, the last couple of weeks, they really, they really go crazy with this storyline and really build this thing up. Uh, because, you know, like, even last year, like, you know, it was already in people's minds. It was when Shane came out, and because he buzzed, and by the way, I'd love to go back to that afterwards for one second, because I have a point to make with it. Um, when they have, uh, when they, when Taker came back, I don't know if you noticed, but as soon as him and Shane were doing Hell in a Cell, everything picked up. It was all, all of a sudden, everybody was really excited about Mania, and then all the other matches were falling into place, and you know, I remember going to Texas and everyone was really amped up for all the matches, mm-hmm. but especially Taker and Shane, you know? So, yeah. um, but what I was going to say before is the, uh, that whole thing with Shane, kayfabing everybody and not letting anyone know that, that's, that's very rare, very hard thing to do, especially now with social media, because like he hid in the production truck because he didn't want someone to see him and tweet it out that he was, you know, Shane O'Max, you know, in Detroit, oh my God, you know, whatever they, they would write, you know, so I, I just, you know, social media as, as good as it is, it's killed kayfabe and it's, it's unfortunate because kayfabe is what made people excited about the business even more, you know, I mean, there was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if you agree or disagree. No, I'm, I'm with you because you, you, you get the teases and the spoils, like there's, there are days that just like, you want to stay away from it, especially on Mondays or a big paper, you just... You don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. You don't want to know well, anything about it. Here's a prime example. And I, I called Shane the next day, and I, I was having a bad day as it is, and I was just talking to him to try to – and I, I was trying to talking to him to basically loosen up. And then I, we started talking about wrestling, and I got really hot about it, and I started – I just got pissed. So on one of the websites, they give betting odds mm-hmm. on the Royal Rumble. Right. And you look at the, the, the – uh, everything – no, was it the no? Wasn't the Royal Rumble? Sorry, it was uh, the Chamber, right? Elimination Chamber, and Cena goes in as champion, 
and he's plus 3,500. I don't know if you know about odds and gambling, but he's plus 3,500 on the, on the, Site. Bray Wyatt was favored at minus 4,500. Now that's a huge gap. So that was number one versus number. Bray Wyatt was number, you know, obviously the favorite, and and Orton was the you know second favorite. But there's such a huge gap. They're basically those odds makers are telling you and giving away the 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 uh, who's going to win the match. So again, I'm I'm we're on the couch. I'm messing around with my iPad and I see this and I'm like. I'm not going to even watch the chamber tonight. I'll watch it tomorrow. I'm not going to lose sleep. I already know who won. And sure enough, that was the case because, you know, it's just all this stuff. It's just, it's it's not, it's not wrestling anymore as far as it's, it's a lot of entertainment, but you know, why gamble on that stuff's too easy to do. You know, I yeah. mean, you're giving it away. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Now we talk like, let's go back to the, the Shane AJ stuff. Like the angle okay. they, they shot, I guess it was after SmackDown last week. That big confrontation. Yep. That was a great angle, you know. Yeah, it was. It was different, and it's that's that's what I love about it is because it was different. Like you saw things after, and that's whoever's doing deciding to do that. They should do more of it because I thought it was great. You know, you got you got uh, everybody backstage, and they're you know, and they're doing like they normally do. They're congratulating each other. Good show. Good show. Everyone's high five and. Everyone's, you know, pumped up that they just had a good show. And here comes AJ back from, from the ring, pissed off and hot at chain, yelling at chain. I thought it was great. I really did, you know. And it didn't look, it didn't look fake. You know what I mean? Like you could tell if someone's hot and they're, and they're just putting on a show or, or if they're really hot. And to me, I thought they did a good job of, uh, of, of, uh, playing it up. Again, it felt very real. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. What else are you looking forward to this year, WrestleMania? Kind of sort of tie it all together. What else do you see on the card this year that you really want to see? I want to. Well, I was I was looking forward. I, I, I am. I, I like. I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan, and you know he's going against Triple H, and he's like, you know, Triple H is one of the best of all time, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 match will be good. Now, did I hear right? Is Jericho in that match as well? No, it's Jericho and Owens. Oh, Jericho versus Owens, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I read something this morning that made it gave the appearance that it was it was a different thing. But no, I think that the uh, the storyline is 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 good, and you know, I don't know if the injury is real or not, or if, if it's a work. But it was uh, it's cool that they you know they're he's like you know he's making it obvious that he's going to call him out at Mania. But I think it's uh it's something that uh that's one of the matches I'm really looking forward to. Right, and I like how they're not saying it. This is a match. It's going to be right. a fight. Right, and that makes it again real. It feels different. It's it's exciting, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But and then uh, you know, Undertaker. Uh, that's going to be interesting. You know, I don't I don't think Taker's going to do the job again for, for anyone. I think he's that's it. But you know, I know that it would help Roman Reigns' career if it, if if he did go over. So it's interesting to see how that would work. Mm-hmm. So Now, the tagline for this year's WrestleMania is the ultimate thrill ride. Would you say that's yes. the best way to describe your career? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Starting, you know, and it starts literally from sitting in the cart doing nothing to all of a sudden going up the highest thing, doing loop-de-loops, and, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, it, it, that's a pretty good analogy. I never really thought of it. Um, yeah, you know, it's, the way they, the way they did it, and like I said, that's why the book's unique because it talks about it is, you know, the way they, they made us learn and on the fly and, 
you know, the, the, the truth is, and I know you're in Philly, and I know all the Philly fans are really smart, and there's a lot of people that made, you know, say, ah, they, they sucked. And you know what? We did suck. But the thing is, what we did was we got a reaction from the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we were in Philly, they booed the hell out of us. And uh, that's the thing. You know, if if we didn't get a reaction from the crowd and we didn't do something that they saw in us that made us get better and better each week, Vince would not keep us around. He's not going to waste, you know, he's not going to risk the company just to do us a favor. You know, the truth is they gave us an opportunity and we went and rolled with it and we turned, we parlayed it into a three year career. And it's, you know, it's true that Vince would never, ever keep, you know, continue a, uh, a, a character or a storyline if we were if we were that bad or if we weren't getting a reaction mm-hmm. so you know i just i hope that when people read the book they enjoy it like you said it's an easy read um but i think the most important thing you know like is to realize that what we were going through i mean literally like so like if i don't know if you know how to fix a car but if someone brought you into a garage and all the engine pieces were scattered all over the garage floor and he said and the person said all right put that engine together and you've never even changed the oil before and you know put that together that's the way it felt right but the only difference between between that is we had millions of people around the world watching us so the pressure that was added to it was even greater exactly and you guys did your job and you made it spectacular when you did it because again you weren't supposed to be the best wrestlers ever, but you got right. the reaction that was needed, and that's, in the end, in a, for a television show, that's what matters. Right, and the, and the other thing that we got, I thought, was uh, we finally got the res- I mean, we ended up getting the respect in the locker room, which is very important in that business, as you know. Respect, it's all about respect in the business, and for us to, to get that respect over time, and just showing people that we were tough enough to be there, and that we belonged. Um, that's one of the better accomplishments as well, along with everything else is, you know, because a, a locker room like that was so strong back then and everyone was really close knit and it really, you know, those friendships last forever. Like literally, I can't wait to go to WrestleCon this year. I'm signing my book there if anyone's interested. And, uh, I can't wait to see old friends because to me, that's more like a class reunion than, <laughs> you know, I, that's what I'm there for more than anything. Right. Uh, plug your social media. Tell however everyone can you, they can see the WrestleCon this year. Tell everyone how they can get the book and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, well, it comes out in bookstores on March 21st, but you can get it now on Amazon. You, uh, just what I do is, is it's called Looking at the Lights, but I, I would just go in the search bar and put in Peak Gas, and it comes up right away. It's actually, uh, I think if, if you if you go now, it's about $8.50 less than if, if you went to the the bookstore. So it's definitely a must-do. Um, you can follow me on on Twitter at IMPeakGas, and uh, that's really it. You know, we'll, we'll, there'll be a lot of things on uh, Twitter I'll be posting on interviews that are happening and, and appearances, and there's a lot of big things happening in, in, the, in the near future, and hopefully... Uh, It'll be the book will be successful and people will really enjoy it. So far, I've gotten a lot of great feedback, and I'm hoping that in, in the future, you know, we'll see it with the sales. and And I'll, I like hearing from the fans. I like hearing from you know every, anyone. You know, I love that you uh, you enjoyed it. To me, that's 
rewarding in itself because I'm that type of person. I want to I want to make sure everyone's happy. Exactly. So everyone, go pick up Pete's new book, Looking at the Lights: My Path from a Fan to a Wrestling Heel. Available March 21st, but go to Amazon.com right now. Buy the book. Support the man. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure, and uh, I'd love to come back sometime again. I enjoy talking to you. Thanks again to Pete Gass for joining us here tonight on The Rack. Make sure you go check out his book, as he said. It's available now at Amazon.com, but available everywhere on March 21st. But that will do it here for another edition of The Rack, right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. As we're going to wrap things up. For this Thursday evening, Saturday night's midnight-ish, of course, is CB Radio, the weird, the wacky, and the unusual. Hashtag blame Rob when a celebrity dies. Hashtag blame Sub when you know a celebrity gets arrested. The Great of the Great Debate, we're doing cartoons this week. Jobber has a bunch of new lists he's coming up with. We have so much planned. It's CB Radio Saturday night's midnight-ish Eastern. CB Radio Live on Facebook, Twitter, com Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's Tim Stein, Heartbreak Mike, and the Omega with Russell Talk Radio. They will be reviewing the week in pro wrestling. Monday night, the Raw Post Show, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. We're two weeks out from WrestleMania, so we'll cover it all this Monday night, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern, on the Raw Post Show. Speaking of two weeks out, we're about two weeks out from WTR Mania, and that's on WTR Sims Tuesday nights 11:30 p.m. Eastern twitch.tv slash rack radio show is the place to be go there Tuesday nights twitch.tv slash rack radio show and we'll be back next Thursday night live 10 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the rack right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network as always subscribe to the YouTube channel youtube.com slash rack radio show Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Rack Radio Show. Check out the website, rackradioshow.com. Google, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, you know, we're there. Search Rack Radio Show. Subscribe, 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 follow, like, you know, like the show, follow the show, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Follow us on the Twitch and the YouTubes and everything. Get those numbers up. Tell people, spread the word about the Rack Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. I am at Wild Talk Radio. It's Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. Lindsay is on Twitter at Lindsward, L-I-N-S-W-A-R-D. You can check out our website, PsychWardsDesign.com. If you like our work, you can check it all out at Behance.net slash Lindsward, same as the Twitter. Thanks, as always, to Gerwick.net, Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash mbg1211 check out the fine folks over at fight booth they're now archiving the show as well go over to fight booth fightbooth.com it's the place to be check out the pro wrestling section we're there it's either the wrestling section or podcast section we're on there so follow them as well they're on twitter fight booth at fight booth at fight booth pw make sure you like and follow them as well so again big thanks to pete gas go get his book it's available on Amazon.com right now. Available everywhere March 21st. So, for Lindsay, I'm Rock. We'll see you next Thursday night. Along the airways of the Wild Talk Radio Network. Right here for the Rack. 10 p.m. Eastern. At WildTalkRadio.com. RackRadioShow.com. And everywhere else. Thank you. And good night.
WildTalkRadio.com. 